How's it going, everyone? Uh, welcome back to Thorn's Jungle. We got a special episode for you. Uh, we got, and I'm not in my, uh, I'll, I'll like to say studio, but it's not. It's just a, my office with some cool shit in the background. Uh, we're at my brother's house, Scott, and we're going to be talking about my favorite movie of all time, Anaconda. It's, I don't know why I love it so much. I've got my Anaconda shirt on and shit. Um, but we're going to be talking about it, ripping on it <laughs> because I mean, there's a lot of funny shit in there, but, uh, yeah. Welcome. Scott. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Good to be on, man. Thanks for having me. Well, this is fun. Am, am I having you or are you having me? Cause I'm at your place. So. It's your podcast, man. Yeah. A bit of both. Yeah, the Funhouse Bar is equipped for any podcast. Yeah, Scott's got like a full bar here. It's pretty fucking cool. There's like fridges. We're having a few beers. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice and relaxed. It's like, uh, what, 33 degree days? So I don't know what that is. Fahrenheit, 90 degrees, maybe. Yeah, and uh, they can't see, but Adam is wearing an Anaconda shirt. The exact promo pick from the promo fucking posters that came out. When you can't breathe, you can't scream. <laughs> <laughs> Man, do you know how long it took me to find this bloody shirt? I, I looked so cool. everywhere because it's not like an official Anaconda shirt. I had to get it from that like red bubble. Uh, so, you know, people oh, yeah, just yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. make weird sh- shit. And I found it. I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to have that. Yeah, I, I, I need because I've got like, uh, and this is a fun fact for you. I've got a bit of a collection of like Anaconda memorabilia. I've got like the media um the promo kit that they sent out to like studios and stuff that have uh like uh, what are they like production photos and it's 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 yeah, really cool behind the scenes shit. yeah exactly stuff like that i've got the <laughs> the the cd track from anaconda which is a bunch of pan pipes and <laughs> shit like that playing and then um also and i'm i'm hell proud of this uh the the suburb uh, Scott and I both grew up in, the video shop was closing down and I went there and bought the Anaconda DVD. Although we we're probably watching in VHS at first, but Definitely. I, yeah, I, I bought the DVD uh, that they were selling at uh, Video Easy and um, it was the exact DVD that I, we probably hired fucking a hundred times. Every, every bloody weekend, man. Yeah. Weekends at that Video Easy. It was funny. I saw like um, someone was trying to sell a like a. It was a, obviously a gimmick, but it was like a candle, and they were selling it was like scent of blockbuster, and like the scent was just like um, sweat and wet carpet. And this is like yeah, body odor and, and wet carpet. That's what every fucking blockbuster or video easy here in Australia sounded like. Smelt like and yeah. We spent every Friday night there. Every much. Friday night we'd get pizza. And then like two dollars worth of chips from the fish and chip shop, and then rent a movie. And I swear, my grease stains, like the fink, my fingery grease stains are still on that DVD from when I was a kid. <laughs> it definitely would have started as a VHS, though. I remember watching that on VHS. Well, do you know what I've got at home? I've got the because our mum was clearing out the shed, and we've got all our old toys and stuff. And then like a full massive crate of VHS, and one of them in there was Anaconda, but. What we used to do is it was from the VHS that we, you know, you have the two VHS set up and you put the mm-hmm. one in, you record oh, yeah. it, and it was that one. So the yeah. one that we recorded from the VHS that we had rented yeah. and in those like weird stickers that had Anaconda. So it's still there. I, I think that was my first paying job ever as a kid was um, every now and then mum would give you some money to copy videos that we would rent out <laughs> because I knew how to rig up the fucking VHS players. <laughs> <laughs> just get the AV leads yeah. to sort of work and just, yeah, 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 now you got a bootleg of this. And uh, yep. she used to pay me like a couple of bucks, like five <laughs> bucks or something. Uh, you wouldn't steal a hat or whatever. What is it? You wouldn't steal a purse. That was, oh, that was the DVDs yeah, that, that came out. That, that FBI like, warning that yeah, yeah. at the start. Like, oh, we're, we're going to track you down and kill you if you copy this. Yeah, how the fuck would they ever know you were stealing a, v- a DVD? Like c- pirating a DVD. Also, not stealing. It's like, oh, you wouldn't steal a car. It's like, yeah, but if I could copy it and have one of my own and the other original person yeah. still has their car, it's I a, would do that. It's a victimless crime. Yeah, I'd do that any day of the yeah. week. If yeah. you've got a car I could copy with a little fucking <laughs> shitty piece of tech, 
I'll do it. Yeah, man. fuck it. Absolutely. But you watched Anaconda recently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, a little I, bit I of it. I watched it twice. So I tried to watch it Friday night. Um, I fell asleep before we actually saw the snake. Oh. But I at least got through quite a bit of it. And then I watched the rest of it the other night. And sure. the wife the next morning was like, oh, did you actually watch all of that? She was blown away. Like, um, so my wife uh, doesn't really give a shit about Anaconda and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> How so dare she? Uh, I'm watching it and she's like, oh, that looks like J-Lo. And I'm like, yeah. it is J-Lo. And then um, Ice Cube comes on and she's like, is that some rapper? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Owen Wilson's also in this as well. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? All of a sudden she got like excited to watch the movie again. Yeah. It, it's an all-star cast. It, it, it is. And, and as well, it's an all-star cast and a lot of the famous people in that movie... It was like, like their first role. Like that that was J Lo's first, I think, on screen debut, and oh, Owen and Wilson. You could, that was the first of Owen Wilson. I th- I'm he pretty did sure. A good job. He did a good job. Yeah. Um, J Lo. There were some scenes at the start of the movie that I see her walk into the the shot, and like you could tell she was an amateur. Like, yeah. Just taking directions. It was it was pretty funny. Like, yeah. She comes in and asks a question, and, like looks around with her arms kind of half up, and just like. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. But, but good on her. She got. Oh, it. Uh, and, and and how's this? Do you know who they had in mind for her role, uh, but couldn't do it because of other commitments? Gillian Anderson. Oh shit! From the X Files. Yeah. Oh that, my god. And that was the commitment why she couldn't do the movie. Oh wow. Yeah. They She's had too busy fucking fighting off aliens with Mulder. Exactly. Didn't have time for the anaconda. Dude. That's just changed my whole world. Like to imagine her in that movie, that'd be. Do you know, do you know cool. who they had uh, in mind for Paul Cerrone, who is the who is John Voight's character? Uh, they had uh, what's his name, um, Jean Reno. You know the French dude from Godzilla. Yep. That guy. They had him. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, he would have done a good job. Remember as well. when we were in Malaysia in KL in that hotel and we watched that sick movie with him in it? Yes. <laughs> All in French as well. All in yeah. French. Yeah, that guy. He would have oh. been good, I reckon. He was a boss. Yeah. Yeah, but yep. uh, but I gotta say, John Voigt did an incredible job. Oh my like John Voigt like he got the what is it, like the Raspberry Award or something <laughs> for that role? You know, it's like the worst fucking movie or actor award or something like that. But he was fucking great in it. I mean He he stole the show and um Facially, he's doing his best uh, Robert De Niro impression yeah. the entire time. Yeah, for with sure. With just that upside down smile, just like peering uh, like I don't over know. his own nose. I don't know how he does that. He's grinning, but with a complete frown look on his face. Yeah. Yeah, like he, that, he, he looks like he's the most upset in the world, yet um, like contempt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like this <laughs> smug smile that just is like the comp- like how you would draw a frown. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's 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 a completely upside down U that goes over oh, his whole face. Actually, another thing that was Danny Trejo's first movie. Remember him at the start? You know, Machete. Oh, I know Danny Trejo. So uh, committing suicide. Yeah, that's him. I got, I got to say that's one of the most brutal opening scenes I've ever seen for a, a thing. Like they set the tone. They do that weird thing with the camera angle. Whenever you think it's from the snake's point of view, it like kind of kinks mm. on like a little bit of like a 20 degree angle or something like that through the water or whatever. And they show this boat in the middle of fucking nowhere and the sun's rising. And this guy's at like, he's stressed to the max. So you can, you get the feeling that he's been fighting this thing all <laughs> fucking night. Yeah. And he climbs to the highest spot and it's got that religious symbolism. Yeah. Like it's like a big cross. Yeah, ex- he climbs yeah. to the top of the cross. And kills himself. Yep. He would rather shoot himself in the head than be taken in death's embrace by the anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's, a, it's fucking such a... And by the way, when I was watching that opening scene, the first thing I really like... I, I watched this movie a million times with you growing up, but yeah. I haven't seen it for probably like 10 years. Uh, and when you said you want to talk about it, I was like, going to check it out again. Um, the soundtrack fucking popped out. But it sets the tone so well. And um, uh, it was all done by, I don't know if you know the guy that, that did the, the composition of that. No. Nah. Uh, uh, I've got the soundtrack on CD. It's Randy um, Eldman. Eldman. El- Edelman. Edelman. Or something like that. Randy Edelman. And so this guy was like known for doing like goofy comedies in the 90s. So this we're, we're talking 97 when this movie comes out, right? It wasn't Danny Elfman, was it? It wasn't Elfman. It wasn't The Simpsons. <laughs> it wasn't that guy. It was Randy Edelman or something. Um, but he was known for, like, he did fucking um, Kindergarten Cop. Oh. He did Ghostbusters 2. 
Shit. Uh, he yeah, did right. a, a whole bunch of these great goofy comedies. Uh, fuck, there, there's a whole whole bunch more. If, if you want to get on Wikipedia and check out like all these weird, he did um, uh, Billy Madison. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it was all. Of, he was a comedy kind of. He, he made a, a like a lot of upbeat good, sort of stuff. Yeah, lighthearted sort of stuff. Yeah. this is like his darkest role, like ominous sort of. And Jesus, he did a good job of it. Yeah, like, hell it was yeah, he did. So creepy at the start of that movie. Yeah, I mean. And you look into that scene and like it, 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 it's smashing the, you know, then there's that slow motion of the nail flying past his head because yeah. it's bashing through the floorboards and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like and, that. Then, and then later on in the movie, they get back to that, that, boat, that boat and you see fucking um, Ice Mateo or, or Ice Cube. Ice, oh, wait. I think it's Mateo. No, it's Mateo. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Shit. And he's like stepping carefully over that exact same hole in the floor. He falls in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And, and that's one of those things where... I didn't like it. It. I mean, look. Let's be honest. This is my all-time favorite movie. I watch it probably once every couple of months, and <laughs> it wasn't until like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, it was a while that I know. I was like, that's that's the same boat he was, and he's a, uh, Danny Trey's character. They were poachers. Yeah. Um, that's why you see like monkey cages and stuff on the boat. Even when he like on the scene where he shot himself, there's like monkeys and birds and stuff in cages. And, and you see, and you see the news article on the wall as well. Yeah, and that, that comes later in the movie. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. That news uh, article, and they're all holding the anaconda, like John Voight, aka a Paul. Pretty Saran. fucking small one, to be honest. It's a little one, but it's a real anaconda. Like oh. that, that is a real anaconda, and they're holding it. And I've always wanted to recreate that photo. Like holding a, like, I mean, that's a big snake. It's probably 12 foot, which is the fat snake. And I did on Kings of Pain when we caught that anaconda, which didn't make it into the fucking show for some reason. But I've got a photo of me holding the anaconda, got it by the head, and Rob's got the got the rest of it. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could have done it with the reticulated python. Um, oh. Because that was a long fucking. That was snake good. That yeah, had. I mean, that was a, that was a, that would have been a nine, nine footer for sure. Yeah. Easy. It was, yeah. It was a lot taller than me. Yeah. But I mean, it was a slender one, it wasn't in great shape. But yeah, just just uh, like holding a snake that you need more than one person to hold. You want that yeah, photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got these six fucking people that you've paid, you know, fifty cents an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Catch a snake if they're lucky. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, imagine being a poacher in the Amazon. You've just got like manpower at your, oh, at your disposal. I know, hey? Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> but like the 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 thing is, oh, actually, that's another scene at the very start. You'll see a, a glimpse shot of this hotel there that, that, that you know the hotel they're staying at at the very start where they all they all meet and they're about to get on yep. the boat. And, yeah. Yep, that one. Um, that one, and I was like, man, that looks absolutely amazing. That hotel, and I looked into it. Uh, I looked into it a while ago, and it blew me away. This hotel, um, it's called the where is it? I saved it because it was that f that cool. What is this? Anyway, it's called the, the, it's like the, uh, uh, as a real, uh, Amazon towers. I can't, uh, it's, it's spelt weirdly, but these were like the most famous hotel in Manaus, which is like the gateway to the Amazon. And it consists of like six or seven towers, uh, like all sort of, uh, that that are linked up via like real tall boardwalks, right? All right. And like I'll sh I'll show you some photos, and man, this place would blow your fucking mind. Hey, uh, let, let me just look. But so, so they they were on basically like, what you're saying is like the the place they filmed is a real hotel you can oh, book right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. It um, yeah, there it is. There, it's called the Ariel Amazon Towers. And actually, Scott, if you got your phone there, just just do a quick. Honestly, I don't have my phone here. All right. Well. Uh. Anyway. It 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 it'll blow your fucking mind because and they were on location. Uh, at this actual hotel because it was filmed in the uh, in the Amazon jungle. Uh, well, a few scenes were. Yeah, it was, and and for its time, this is ninety seven. Ninety seven. Ninety seven, and um. A budget of 44, 45 million for this movie? Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure, yeah, but that I'm, sounds I'm about... Sure it was about that. And it's one of those things that, like, although the critics fucking hated this movie, 
um, it made like 130 at the box office yeah, that yeah. weekend. It was one of those things where it's been yeah. dis. Just All scroll, right, so Adam, Adam scroll through that. Photos of this. Scroll uh, through this place. Holy shit! Yeah. Looks like fucking Jurassic World. Yeah. How insane is oh that? Oh my god, I'm booking. Uh, no, it closed down in 2015. Oh. It is still there, abandoned. It's completely yeah, abandoned. Yeah, one of these photos looks pretty damn abandoned. Yeah. And uh, if you it abandon a place in the Amazon, it's going to disappear in like six months. Oh, yeah. It, it, it'll be yeah. gone by now. <laughs> the jungle will consume the shit out of that. Uh, how fucking but cool, how cool is that? Is, oh, my God. That big, like, circular, like, triple story thing there's, right on the water. There's six oh. of them. There's six of them. Of those tower hamburger yeah. things. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Ariel? Ariel. Uh, it's A-R-I-A-U with a little squiggle on top, but fucking... Amazon Towers. If you're listening, check it out and you'll get involved. It is insane. Fuck, that looks like a cool place to stay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was because let's face it, no one got attacked by a can, uh, an anaconda at that place. That we know of. That that <laughs> might be why it closed no, down. The, the movie kind of uh, <laughs> made it look cool. And you know what? That, that's such a good opening scene. I love when those movies do this thing where... It's the everything okay scene. Yeah. Right? And it's and the whole ex, ex, um, expedition. That's the probably the wrong word for it. But anyway, you get uh, to know everybody. Yeah. And so there's this weird little backstory where fucking um, uh, J-Lo's character is obviously friends with Ice Cube's character. Yeah. There's no sexual tension with there or anything like that. It, it's kind of just like, oh, fuck, it's a friend helping the, me out. Yeah. It's like someone getting their first big break. And he, and he to even, do their first feature documentary. And he right? even says that. He says that in the movie. He's like, you know, pretty much insinuating, like, could you imagine us being here? Like, you know, mm. like from the hood. I mean, boys from the hood. That's what I want to say. Even He was in the movie, Boys from the Hood. Yeah. But like, you know, two hood guys. Now they're out filming this massive documentary. And, it's for, it, it, and it doesn't say this in the movie at all. I found out ages ago. It's for National Geographic. Oh, shit. And they, they I know that from... Uh, the second one, Anacondas, uh, there's reference to it. This guy's like, man, I knew these guys. I knew these people. And they were filming this uh, this documentary about these, you know, uh, people of the uh, mist. Uh, uh, it was what, a what national People of the mist. Uh, Shui Shaman? Shira Sharma. Shira Sharma. Mm. Shira Sharma. And uh, people so of that, the that, mist. such a strange story. So, like, trying to get the, the, the cast together. So, you've got... You've got Eric Stoltz. Eric so Stoltz is Stoltz, actually... So, but what was, was his role? He was an anthropologist. So he was the guy giving all the, feeding the information to the presenter to, to talk Westridge. about. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. So you had the presenter. You had um, Cadbury from yeah Richie from Richard Rich. Rich. Westridge. His uh, name Westridge. is in the movie. Um, Australian actor. Yeah. Yeah. He that is. Never has an Australian accent in, in any movie. In he's ever any done. movie, never. Uh, but so you so you have him. You have Eric Schultz, who's obviously like the, like the biologist, the guy that's got the information. I don't know if he's a biologist. Eric Stoltz, he's an anthropologist. anthropologist yeah, right. so, so he, he's more involved. He seems to know a lot about animals, but he obviously cares more about tribes. Not, not, and, not and he, that sort of he, shit. he actually never makes any reference to animals. Well, he does before he fucking he does it. he does when he when he when he talks about the thing swimming up his urethra. The kangaroo, yeah, you're yeah, right. So he seemed to know a bit about animals and a bit about the threats yeah. of the Amazon and shit. So he was a pretty smart guy. Also, well, he's a professor. Professor Kale is his name. Professor Kale in the movie. So, so, well, get get back to get back to his role later on because I don't understand what really happened with him. But um, fucking, so so you got him. You got J Lo as the producer. Yeah. Right. Um, Kate. Her name, uh, is it something shit, like that. I don't know, yeah, it's yeah, well, something it's like it's, it's of Jesus no consequence, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and you got Ice Cube's cameraman, yeah. Um, you've got Owen Wilson as the sound guy, uh, I, uh you know what? Uh, Owen Wilson's a sound guy, and his girlfriend, little baby bird, yeah. Um, she's like the uh, what did she say? Uh, because in, in when when Westridge is like, can you take my band? She's like. Uh, I'm, oh, she's the pr- production manager or production something. Manager. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And he, she's like, I'm, I'm the production manager. I'm not a bellhop. And he's like, well, surely you can manage my things to my cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny because that scene gets uh, recreated later on when uh, Paul Saron, John Voight's character, 
after he takes over the ship, he asks... Oh, yeah. He, I'm not your bloody poodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He asks him to take shit up there, and he, and he refuses to do it. And he slaps him around. Oh, man. That's one of the most brutal scenes. Yeah, yeah. He does, a, he does yeah. two sights, and then fucking we, grabs yeah, him by the head. You've got to get into how the fuck this, this weird guy that they picked up on the side of the, of the river yeah. ends up taking over. All he had to do was convince one guy. And he takes over the entire ship when they wake up the next day. So that, that's an interesting thing. I don't well, know how that happened. That, that's a thing where, like, and it, it's, like, after watching it, you know, probably a hundred times or more than I, that I have, you understand that, so they get caught up, the, the propeller gets caught up in a rope, and then Kale, Professor Kale, dives and and uh, well, the thing is, like all he right, does. All, he... all right, so so if, we, if we're going to move on to this story a little bit, just um, so they, they they all meet up and they go on this fucking wicked journey. Yeah, uh, and they're trying to find the Shui Shaman. The Shui Shaman, yeah, Shama. the Shama. people of the mist. The people of the mist. All right, so it's supposed to be a documentary about tribes, people that have nothing to do with Western civilization or mm. something like that. This yep. these hidden tribes. Well, that, they don't even know if they exist. They don't they're even know if they exist at the time. It's mm. a myth. All right, cool. And so then they start going. They find this dude stranded along the way, right? Paul Sarong, yeah, who's the most obvious villain you've ever seen in a movie ever. Well, that that's that's what is so cool about his character is the movie is called Anaconda. It's about anacondas killing and eating people. Yet the anaconda ain't the villain. Paul Sarong's the main fucking villain. He, yeah, <laughs> he is. He leads. He leads him right to him. Yeah, and so he, his goal. He's a poacher. He's trying to get these fucking massive snakes. Because he thinks he can sell them alive. He wants to catch it alive. Yeah. He doesn't want a dead one. Maybe a million dollars, Gary. Exactly. And so what happens <laughs> is that in one little conversation with a guy, that starts with the most cryptic way to in like to start a conversation. So this is this is Gary. This is um Old Wilson. Wilson and his wife or his girlfriend at the time on the back of the boat, and it's time to go to bed. And then all of a sudden, Paul Sarong from the middle of fucking nowhere just goes, Danger. Danger society. <laughs> That's it. That's all he has to say. And it, and it's piqued his interest. And he's like, you know, I'll catch up with you later. I'm this, talk this, to is, this, guy. this is, this is, this is, that was after Professor Kale got wasped. He, okay. 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 Yeah. So, so Professor Kale's already out, out of the thing. And Paul Sarong's kind of tried to prove himself to the team well, by helping out. Well, yeah. Cause so they've saved him. And then he does the fish river style, you know, where he catches a fish with the spear. Yep. And then he's chopping it up on board. And um, they're asking him like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I was a preacher. So he was like a priest. He was studying for the priesthood. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, and he so what does, a, the real world. what does yeah. a failed priest do in the other? And he's fail. like, fail? Doof. I didn't fail. Doof. Who said I failed? As he's chopping up <laughs> the fucking yeah. fish. And um, one of the best like, uh, uh, like movie lines, like I really love it, is uh, when... Uh, when it was like, oh, we're looking for the Shiro Shaman. And he's like, oh, the people of the mist. And Dr. Cal Professor Cowell's like, oh, you've heard of him? He's like, I've seen him. And everyone's like that. And then um, Westridge is like, so does anybody after five whiskeys in the bar? <laughs> and, and, and John Voight hears it. So when hears it and goes, five whiskeys? His breakfast on the river. <laughs> like, oh, that's sick. <laughs> and then um, so that, they've all seen them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like the the chick on Wilson's bird, he's like, "Does fish uh, does salad go well with fish river style?" He's like, F uh, <laughs> "Salad goes perfect, little baby bird." And then he calls her that all throughout the rest of the uh, rest of the movie. Yeah. Little hey, baby he's bird. He's, he's from Paraguay great. as well, apparently. Yeah, I know, and he commits to that accent. I mm. don't know if it's an accurate accent. I've I've never been to Paraguay. Never been to Paraguay. I don't know if they talk legit. like John Voight in Anaconda. But that'd be awesome. I kind of want to go to find uh, out. I mean, well, the thing is that Paraguay, John Voight's white as fucking all fuck. <laughs> so he's like, you know, maybe he's a Western that came over and was, you know, born yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, like, like a missionary. He has a, a, a sketchy past, right? So, yeah. So, so this is the thing about um, uh, Dr. Kale or whatever, mm. um, Eric Schultz's character. So, so, so he knows a bit about, about Stoltz. Sorry. Schultz. Fucking. Yeah, it's ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Eric Schultz, Stoltz again. <laughs> I'm not going to get away with this. Um, just think apologies. of Stump, 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 Stoltz, Stoltz. Anyway, uh, I just call him Dr. Kale. So he yeah. gets in and Professor Kale. No, Do you have so any idea what wasp? So so what happens? So he he goes in and he has to put on his tanks and shit like that yeah. to un unhinge uh, 
a propeller that's caught up in one of their own ropes, the fucking idiots. <laughs> so they've got their own ropes caught up in their own propeller, and then he, he goes ahead and tries to free it, and he has to dive to do it. And so there must have been a wasp in his regulator in the already regulator. when he put it on. Well, that's, that's one do of the things. you know what kind of wasp that was? It, it looked like a tarantula hawk. Which yeah, kind of black, black uh, with bright orange wings, and a, a tarantula hawk wouldn't. Uh, it depends how you react to the venom, but it would close your airways if you swallowed it and it stung you. If it stung the inside of your throat, it will close your airways. But if 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 you had a bad reaction, it swelled up. But the thing is, now this is the thing. Now I only you only really realized that it was actually John Voight's character, Paul Sorrent. He put the wasp there. They planted the wasp. And you don't really get that because you hear him go, are you sure you don't want me to do it? This, this river can kill you in a million ways. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll do it. So he goes in. And you don't actually know, but when he's tied up at the, the, upside, the reverse waterfall scene, which we'll get into, she's like, uh, J-Lo's walking up to him as he's tied up and he's already been the villain. And she's like, you know, you did this, you did that. And he goes, how can you forget about the wasp? See, see the way I read that was him talking about when he did something good, trying to redeem himself. I didn't think that was him confessing to doing it. Well, cause, but the th- yeah, it, 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 you, could, you could go both ways with that, but he's being so smug. She's like, and uh, you did this, you he's did that. And he's smug like, little, a smug little fuck. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. how can you forget about a, a wasp? And then she punches him. So that's an admission of him doing it. I, oh, thi- I think so. Like, that's the way I ah. got it. I think so. So in thinking about it, it was, along those lines, it, that was probably him that got the rope tied up. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like the rope might have fought, like the, you know, fell off the back or whatever and then got entangled. But you, you never know because him and Mateo, who is the captain of the boat, are in colludes with each other. Yeah. They, because you see the way they look at they each, other. each other. They know each other. They know each other. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when you see him, uh, Sarone on the boat going, help me, I'm stranded. You see Mateo and they sort of make eye contact. They, they definitely know, know each other. So they Mateo planned was it. definitely part of his crew yeah, at 100%. some point and knows who the fuck this guy is they, 100%. They planned it. Yeah. If he knew he was a dodgy guy, it would have been like, oh, fuck mm. this guy. They don't pick him up. They, they were, they, and he's in the photo of them holding the snake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. And that's why she holds it up at the end. Mm. Like, because Mateo is part of and it. And she even says, she goes, um, it's something like, uh, you know, you stranded Mateo, like it, it, they they were mm-hmm. they had planned it, like yep. they're gonna use this to these people to as almost bait for the fucking anaconda. Yeah, well that's really interesting. Yeah, it it's it, it it's a big big thing. They had planned it. But but, <laughs> but what what I don't understand is what kind of condition Doctor Kale was left in after that wasp sting. Well, that that's another thing. It's thing. Why Paul Sorone saved his life. <laughs> I know. So so. He, we, they got the wasp out, and so the wasp might have stung the inside of his throat, and these airways are blocked. And the way to save him was to cut a hole in his throat Track and put a little pen as a yeah right. So all of a sudden he can breathe again. Yet he falls into the condition of um, the Hollywood coma. Yeah, which is the coma of convenience. The days of our lives sort of yeah, coma. The coma that you only come out of when you're needed to do <laughs> one task, and then you <laughs> yeah. go right back into it. Right, where he stabs him with the tranquilizer. That's it. He comes <laughs> yeah. out, and then and and then the guy squeezes his throat. He starts bleeding that, yeah. a little bit more, and then he's out again. Yeah, for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Who gets who 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 suffers a little bit of blood loss and passes out? It, it, it wasn't unconscious e- it was a couple of days. It wasn't even a blood loss thing. First time he didn't lose any blood except from mm. from the tranquilectomy. Yeah, but it's like like an anaphylaxis thing, maybe. Yeah, but know. but I mean. I, I guess that could do it, but if anaphylaxis made you put you in a, co- you'd you'd die, mm. you'd be dead. It's just the convenient Hollywood coma. Yeah, you know, and and like and, and that's what's cool about uh, Paul Serone as well. You know, John Voight's nearly six three, so he's like an imposing character. John Voight's six yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, he's Shit. he's one hundred and eighty nine centimeters. Wow, he's a big fucking dude. Jesus. Yeah, and, and, and so, like, he's a good villain. If they used, like... Uh, Jack Nicholson was also mentioned and uh, as they wanted to cast him and oh, stuff like that. Oh, that I mean, he would have he been fucking good, though. He would have been good, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd give him that. Yeah, but I don't know if he could have he done the voice very well. Yeah, no, I'm... Because I'm, I don't know a lot about John Voight, except for Anaconda. Mm. Like, like to, to bring it back, nine, 97, 
I saw, like, you know, the, the, the promo that you've got on your shirt, oh. I had on a promo card from the movie. I've, always been, I went, I've always been jealous of I this. I went to the sneak preview of Anaconda for a friend's birthday in, I can tell you the exact date, April 20th, 97. Fuck. Because that was Mitch Smith's birthday. Oh, really? I shouldn't have said his name. Let's say, uh, let's let's say Mitchell. No, I'm, Mr. Smith. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sure out of uh, eight billion people, there's more than one Mitch Smith on the planet. And I'm yeah, sure he's uh, not uh, listening. Well, he, he claimed he was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I remember going to, uh, to a birthday party and seeing that fucking movie and all of us going for a sleepover afterwards and being fucking terrified. I remember having to go to, his, uh, go to the bathroom in the middle of the fucking night and his toilet was kind of in his, his laundry. And there was a bunch of like just dirty laundry in the laundry. And I swear it moved. Just like the fucking... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the weed like on top a, of the like, water. So in my mind, there was an anaconda underneath that. I better piss real quick and get yeah. the fuck out of there. You better I drain your anaconda. 97. Like, um, I'm, I'm a 10-year-old kid. I'm scared shitless, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was in year four. So I would have been eight. Mm. And I was always... Like, now I'm jealous... Uh, of you being able to see that sneak preview of Anaconda because I remember when you saw it and you told me about it and you were like the the one scene you mentioned and that was the the Black Panther or Melanistic Jaguar being squeezed by the Anaconda so tight its eyeballs popped out yeah and I remember thinking about that going holy shit this movie's crazy I don't know if I want to see it, it sounds hell scary <laughs> and then like I watch it now and Oh man, that's that that scene! Oh my ever. god, <laughs> that fucking Jaguar, man! It like, it's 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 just a, a a taxidermy job. It was like at first it's sort of moving around, still looks bad, but when it's wrapping around it, it's just got its mouth open. It's like, rawr, rawr, and it's just completely taxidermied statue yeah. of it. And that that's also the first thing you see of the snake. Yeah, yeah. But it's obviously not the snake. Well, that that's another thing as because well. Because it's tiny. Yeah. Well, that that's that that's the thing. So, when they were making the uh, the movie, they made two snakes. Mm -hmm. They made because there are two snakes. There well, are two main snakes. I, I don't know how many snakes there actually are because you like I don't know which when when do they swap from the small one to the big one? I didn't know. And then I paid close attention last night, and I think I know. But there's the 25-foot animatronic they made, which is called the Warrior Anaconda. The warrior Snake. And, and Paul Cerrone mentions it. Right you the killed my Warrior Snake. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Because that one was dead before they got to the big um, smokestack thing at the end of the movie. Well, right? that, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, there, there was a 25-foot anim animatronic called the Warrior one, and then the Queen Snake, which was a 40-foot ah. snake. But, like, they... She fucking shoots it in the head at the waterfall scene, so and it goes. Dead. That, one's, that gone. one's gone. And that's what Paul Saron's upset about. You killed my yeah. warrior snake. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, because killed. And that was a big fucking snake. That's the one that um he catches with the monkey bait, and all yeah, that bullshit. That, yeah, that 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 cracks me up as well. It's like, let's fight. Let let's catch an anaconda. Let's use a monkey on basically a big fishing fucking hook. Right, which for some reason the boat was equipped with. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, this giant. It's a huge fishing. rig that's going on there to fish, and yeah. it just appears on the back of the yep. boat. Like Paul Saron didn't have that with him. No, and it certainly wasn't in that trunk of goodies that he rescued from that other abandoned boat. The only thing that was in that fucking trunk was a net yeah, <laughs> that he no, ended up using, and a massive rolled up piece of snake skin <laughs> yeah. just to prove that he knew his shit. <laughs> He just unrolls it like and it's yeah, all yeah. intact. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and he's like, and that's where we're like, uh, where he does that famous like, hey, don't make me out a monster. I didn't need the captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was even that that, that, that was after because because the way Mateo dies is is fucking cool. Right? So by the great, way, great death. So it's it's in the nineties. So there's that great combo of animatronics and CGI. Yeah, the CGI for that film, uh, uh, I looked into some stuff about this. Cost them a hundred thousand dollars per second yeah. of CGI. Yeah. And you know what? It ain't bad. It, oh fuck. Oh, it's man. not bad. It there's is some um, scenes that suck, yeah. but there's some things that are pretty that, fucking good. That man. scene, when it is swallowing, like I was paying close attention tonight when I was watching it, after hearing that it cost them a hundred grand per second, when it's swallowing Paul Sarome in the uh the logging building thing, yep, yep. I was looking at its body on the floor and the scales and stuff like that. I was like, that is fucking amazing it's CGI. Mint. And the way it moves across the floor, the way it goes up that, that, um, that ladder yeah. and, and gets pulse run, that looks fucking great. Yeah. Um, 
But then they couple that scene of swallowing Paul Cerrone with what I would say was one of the lamest bits of cinematography I've ever seen, which is a camera angle from inside the snake (laughs) looking through. And it looks like it looks like a fucking diagram from a kid's science experiment. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just like putting him through like 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 he's on a fucking morgue like, tray like morgue being tray slid coming in. back in through this pink fucking oh my god that yeah. looks that that is the worst oh man and and the amount of money they would have spent on that scene yeah to get John Voigt to do this to actually put him in this weird elaborate setup and it lasts for about a second and a half, two seconds on, on, on screen. <laughs> it is the worst camera angle it, I've ever seen was, in my life. It was like, I love the idea of it. I love the idea of point of view from inside the snake, getting somebody to put in. But it just like opens up like a, like a door and you just get slid in. Door. Yeah, like, like it's it's waving in the wind yeah, still. Yeah. Like for some reason this the internals of this snake's throat is at the whim of the the breeze. And it's just it's one crazy. and it's just one big tube as well. Like <laughs> like it, it's just not the way it works. And he's being slid in like a pizza in a fucking pizza oven like Uh so so yeah. We're not, we're not going to defend the terrible aspects of this movie. The whole fucking movie's shocking in its own way, but like Bad in the best fucking way possible. Like, like for instance, uh, uh, you know, we talked about that the monkey being used as bait and stuff like that. And when the monkey s- like gets spat by the <laughs> oh, onto Westridge, yeah, the the, the <laughs> snake comes up and spits a <laughs> terrible looking stuffed animal of a monkey yeah. onto Westridge, and, he, and it's in slow motion as well. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> and, oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, like that. that that's that's like. Like when um oh that here's another fun fact for you, you know when um uh, Owen Wilson's character dies, mm-hmm. and it like wraps around the pole and then like gets him and then the pole breaks and he falls back in the yep, water. Yep, yep, yep. On the actual trailer for that movie, they hadn't done the CGI yet, so he falls back in the water and there's nothing grabbing him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they hadn't put the CGI in yet. <laughs> Well, you can still tell he's going to die. He's well, yeah, into the water exactly. of the Amazon on an anaconda movie. Yeah, the, and like obviously it's doing what it does, wrapping around him in the water and stuff. And then there's that one shot of him like coming out, like, and he goes, "Oh!" as it rolls yeah. past. Like, oh, man. Oh, and then it swims past, and you can see the shape of him in the belly and shit. Yeah, and you can that see his cool. facial. Features. Yeah, his face is sticking through. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, but so this is one thing I want to ask you about because these were monster movies in the nineties. And um, we hadn't seen, like, we had seen, like, monster movies that were obviously not real things. We'd seen Jurassic Park, we'd seen King Kong, we'd seen stuff like that, right? As yeah. far as the cinema go- yeah. is concerned. The only other real, real world comparison we really had was, like, Jaws. Jaws, yeah. And so, so Jaws, the shark in Jaws, was it that big compared to a real shark? Could well, there be a shark that big? There are sharks even bigger. Uh, whale sharks and bass. No, I'm sharks. talking about a great white, like like in Jaws. So the the one they use in Jaws, the robot they they use too, and they called him Bruce. They were thirty foot uh, animatronics. That's not outside the pale of a great white. It, it is by about nine foot. The the but, big. But it's not bullshit that, that, big. That's 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 not like um King Kong being no. the size of the Empire State. No, no, right? no, not no. at all, not at all, or anything like. That. And same with this anaconda. That there's a, there was an element of realism that like yeah. It's a big one, mm. but it's still one. Yeah, you know it, it's mean? it's believably big. It's not stupidly over the top. Like the twenty-five foot one they used. See, the the forty-foot one came into the movie when uh, Paul Sorrens got him trapped in the soaring. The yeah, the, the final the final big scene. You see, and and I had to pay close attention to differentiate which was the warrior and which well, was the, the big the, one. The big one is more red. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, the other one's got like the green stripes yeah. on his head. The other one, um, the big one is red yeah, as fuck. Yeah, full blown. And you see the size of its head when it bites uh, Paul Saron on the shoulder when he's climbing up the ladder. And you're like that because uh, when you see it opening its mouth to like swallow uh, Westridge, you're like, okay, that's a believable sized anaconda head. But then when it eats, grabs Paul by the um, by so the get back shoulder. To biology, what are the sort of upper limits of an anaconda? So... <laughs> See, this is the most annoying. I know they're the heaviest snake on the world in the world. Yeah, but 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 they are on average. But they, like, so anacondas 
and it annoys me because scientifically the biggest anaconda and and this fucking annoys me ever measured was five and a half meters long is that all 15 foot and that is Ooh. only because one biologist was out there catch caught a thousand snakes and that was the biggest one she ever measured okay. but the thing is they've got skeletons of 19, 23 foot fucking anacondas. Okay. So so the 25 foot's not a stretch? No, not at all. No. Um, I, I know some. 40 foot maybe. 40 foot for sure, 100%. They, yeah. they, they don't get 40 foot. But also, that's not double the size. Nah, not at all. I nah. Mean, it's double average, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's double. double. I mean, av- average for a full grown anaconda is probably like four and a half meters. So like 13. 14 foot, like that's the average. Yeah, but now that now snake, now that's the average. 100 years ago, because we kill them all. 100 yeah. years ago, the averages were way bigger. And I know somebody, and remember that show Eaten Alive on Discovery Channel? Yeah. Um, so one of the snakes, that anacondas they caught there, well, caught, um, was 19 foot. Borrowed from a zoo. Yeah. Was 19 foot. Confirmed 19, 19 foot. One that's of the guys that one. worked on Kings of Pain worked on that show and he had to babysit it all, all day. And it was, it's a 19 foot snake. And so I, I, and, and as well, they've got a skeleton, one of in a museum in, in Berlin, that was a, like a 28, 25, 28 foot fucking anaconda. Shit. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as mythology goes, having something like, um, 40% bigger than the biggest ever seen is not beyond the pale. It, it's it, it is, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. You know I mean, mean, we're fu- not talking about something that's like fucking ridiculous. Ridiculously big. It's know? it's the same, and I put it in the same as the build height of wrestlers. If you're six foot four, you'll be billed as a six foot seven man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's believable on screen mm-hmm. because nobody's standing next to you and measuring you. You're a big motherfucker, yeah. so you're gonna look like a big motherfucker. So if you amp it up by a few feet, yeah. you, you're still a big cunt. And, and let's face uh, it, they were trying to sell this anaconda as um, being a man eater. That's true of anacondas. Yeah, on very rare. Very rare occasions, yeah. but it's happened. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's not beyond the pale. No, it's not. It's not like you're talking about a fucking um, a shrew that's all of a sudden hunting man. Exactly. Right? Yeah, no, anacondas... Uh, I mean, the only, the only real confirmed snake that has eaten a human being is the reticulated python. And ah. there are confirmed reports, like confirmed, 100% they have eaten human beings. But the thing is, that, that, that might have a lot to do with just the culture around it, because a lot of people might go missing in the Amazon and they just don't get reported, you know? A hundred percent. Like, but the thing with anacondas, uh, reticulated pythons get longer than anacondas, but they're like half as, as, as wide and as heavy. So if like a 20 foot reticulated python would have the same girth as a 14 foot anaconda. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anacondas, a hundred percent. And the, and the thing is, it's not confirmed that anacondas have killed humans and eaten people because nobody's filmed it cutting out. Like, so. Wait a minute. Yeah. It, it if, wasn't a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait. That's news to me. No, but that's but that's the fucked up thing. It's only confirmed if it's like fully filmed or and a scientist has cut the body out. Like a hundred percent, anacondas have consumed human beings. A hundred fucking percent. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, an- anecdotal evidence is just that anecdotal. But if if they start stacking up, you got to pay attention, right? Yeah, you and pay I mean, a hundred percent. And you look at um, like a big diet of the anaconda is capybara, the biggest rodent in the planet. It's like a guinea pig that's like the size of a pig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They swallow capybara. Capybaras weigh excess of fifty kilograms, but the girth of a capybara is as thick as a man. Yeah. If you can get a capybara down, you can get a human down. Yeah, easy, know? easy. Um, yeah. So, so much about that movie that's just fascinating to me. Um, one of the things, like, because we kind of get into that point in the movie where, you know, things have gone bad. They've got this massive-ass snake. Paul Sorong's tried to fucking attack it. Eric, <laughs> Eric Stoltz yep. ha- has woken up from his convenient Hollywood coma. Stabbed him with a dart. He's disappeared, right? He fell into the water unconscious. He fell into the water unconscious, and then you just hear this one little clip from Ice Cube saying, damn, the dart fell out. (laughs) Yeah. He's also face down in water. (laughs) So he should have drowned. (laughs) Uh, But somehow he was able to outrun the boat. Yeah, and arrive at this fucking place. And know that they were going to arrive there. Yep. Right? But but also the whole the whole predicament of the whole movie is because um, they lost fuel 
when the Anaconda did its first attack. It, it was tail whipped. It. it tail whipped a bunch of barrels of fucking fuel into the water. Yep. And they didn't pick them back out. Well, I, d- I don't know about you, but isn't oil more viscous and thicker than water and more buoyant? Wouldn't the barrels Float. have floated? Yeah, they could have picked them up. Yeah. And so now the whole thing is to try and get this dude um, to a hospital. And so that's why they trust Paul Cerrone to take him through a shortcut. That's right. why they blew they up that blew up wall the dam. full of, um, well, it's not really a dam. It's just a wall. It's just a wall blocking a tributary. It's, a yeah. it's full of snakes for some reason. And one oh. of them attacks the dude's finger. Oh, you know? fuck. Yeah, that, that, that's another great scene as well. Because like, they blow up this uh, wall of logs. And I, I remember they used that scene in the trailer when they're in the water. And Old Wilson's like, no, I'm serious. There's something like there's something down there. And, and, and Saron's like, you know, shrugs it off like, yeah, I know. And he's like, no, I'm serious. And and Paul Saron's like, no, I'm serious too. Like he knows there's something fucking down. Yeah. And then all the all the snakes land on the. Uh, that's uh, I crack up every time when that happens. All the snakes land on the uh, on the boat, and everyone's like, oh fuck, there's all these snakes. And then you just see Mateo with a big hose just walking, just spraying <laughs> spraying everyone's feet and shit, like spraying all the baby snakes, all the snakes off. And then um, one just appears on rest, Westwood Westwood's hand, Westridge's hand. Just biting him. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you, he's you know, about it. Another f- fun fact. They auctioned off that puppet uh, oh, really? on this prop site and I'd missed out on it. It's oh, like, it was just, it was the puppet of that baby uh, anaconda and it had like all the wires and stuff. Oh, I was like, oh, fucking sick. damn. And so, so just, <laughs> just sort of bring it back in. Babe. So, so we, we now got like these stories that are interlacing together. So we've got these guys that they want to film these people of the mist. Yeah. Right? And then they meet a guy who's got an ulterior motive, but he's seen the people of the mist and they kind of trust him to take him, take them to him. Yep. Then all the shit goes haywire. So now the plan of theirs has changed to get fuel and get to a hospital. Yep. And then he suggests the same route that he did before. Did you notice that scene? Yeah. Well, that how, how like he says like, oh, we go through here. It's a shortcut. We shave off yeah. however many days or whatever. And um, using J-Lo's, his knife on the map, uh, which is JLo's like, that's that's the path you suggested the other time. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, down a river that you said that you know. But the thing is, like, after all this shit's happened, and you know, Gary on Wilson's on Wilson's character comes into it, and he's like, uh, well, we still got the same thing. Take. Uh, Professor Cow to the hospital uh, the quickest route possible. But salvage something. Salvage something. Yeah. Why not on the way have this guy catch a fucking giant snake, which mm. hasn't seen be- hasn't been seen before in camp, which it has, 100%. Like, it's not hard to catch a fucking anaconda. But also, this is what I was about to bring up, because you know how the whole way when they're, they're driving through the Amazon, um, every now and then you see these totems, mm. and they are totems of the Shirashama that, yeah. that, that they're trying to film who oh, worship the snakes. That, that, it, maybe not. Because Ka- uh, Professor Cal goes, uh, when, when uh, Saron's talking about uh, the waterfall, and then you come to a big waterfall surrounded by warrior snakes. And he's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a legend of the Shirashamu. And then Professor Cal goes, hmm, that's a legend of the Moku people. And, and, and Saron goes, also the Shirashama. And Professor Cal goes, not to my knowledge, Oh. Yeah, so... Because I was under a whole false impression that... Because, you know, at the, at the end of the movie, again, with that convenient coma, mm. um, Dr. Kale wakes up just in time for all the drama to be over yep. and, and, and whatever, and they, they, they meet the Shirashama at the end. And yep. in my mind, I'm thinking, like, all right, these are the guys that worship me shake, uh, snakes. They've, they've just killed their gods, <laughs> and, and now they're going to try and film them again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so as as far as like my understanding goes, that whole spiel that um, Sarone said about the, the bullshit w- was a legend of the Moku, not the Shirashama. Oh, okay, so so he wasn't steering them to the Shirashama, no. even though they ended up finding them. They want they're not the ones that worship snakes. No, no, <laughs> uh, I think those I th- totem I poles. These guys were were absolute assholes. They literally just blowing up their god <laughs> yeah. in a massive smokestack and then put an axe through its head yep. and then all of a sudden it's peaceful these people coming out probably to see what the fuck happened yeah because they just heard an explosion in the middle of the Amazon right yeah not a fucking rain of bows of fucking arrows flying to them because they've just literally killed 
yeah. the things that they worship. Yeah, but they just come out peacefully on these little boats. It's like, oh, that seems weird. Yeah. These guys literally just torch their god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes. Oh, actually, that's another fucking uh, cool thing. The sound that the anaconda makes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, anacondas that obviously don't make the sound. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guy that did the fucking sound of that snake, like the voice of that snake, he was the voice of like um, heaps of horror movies. Like, uh, 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 I'm not too sure, but things like uh, Pinhead, you know, Hellraiser All and right. stuff like that. He did the voice of like, like the, the sound effects of like heaps of horror things. Oh, it's not James Earl Jones, is it? <laughs> no. Nah, as the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would have been a lot more baritone than that. Yeah, that would have been sweet. <laughs> that would be the best cameo ever. <laughs> yeah. Starring a- James Earl Jones as Anaconda. As the Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't believe how it ends. But we, we haven't talked about the, like, the, like, the main fuck up that that whole movie did, which is the waterfall scene. The waterfall scene. Um, one of the coolest scenes, by the way, because yep. it just looks stunning. And, in and my I want to go to that waterfall, and, and wherever it, it was. It, it, it looks so, amazing. So that waterfall, and that's the best death scene, when it, it's up oh, the it water, and he him. falls, and it, and it gets him upside down. Yeah, And it looks huge at that point. Yeah, see, that's what I didn't, because when I saw that, I was like, that ain't a 25-foot snake. That's a 40-foot fucking that's snake. Huge, yeah. So I was kind of like, when does the warrior snake and the... Queen Snake kind of over, like which one's which? Just after that scene because she shoots it in the fucking head. Yeah, exactly. She killed it. So how's it coming back? But isn't it, there might be warrior snakes? You know, like yeah. Um, but that waterfall scene wasn't in the Amazon. That was done at the Californian um, oh, what's it called? This botanical gardens in California, which. I filmed it. Is that the same one that um, Ace Ventura was filmed yes. at as well? Yes. All right. Fair bu- the Arbitorium. Ar- oh, ar- makes a bunch of sense. Now. Yeah. The Arbitorium. And when I was filming Kings of Pain, they flew me to that place and we were doing pickup scenes there. And I remember walking out and going, looking at the, the river and shit and recognizing landmarks going, These, this is the scene from this bit of Anaconda. Because a lot of it was filmed in the Rio Negro in, uh, Am- in the Amazon. Uh, but then they did a lot of scenes at this arbitorium. Yeah. And the fucked up thing, because I got a few photos of myself there. The, the annoying thing is the water was covered with this green uh, algae, right? Just covered. So it didn't look like the water from when yeah, they filmed yeah. Anaconda because there was this algal bloom. And uh, that, an- that annoyed me so much. I was like, damn, like yeah. I want to see that black water. But that waterfall scene stuff. So, so, so they filmed this scene. And it, it's shot pretty well. It's pretty gorgeous. Mm. And it just seems like at some point there was like one panel in the storyboard that they forgot to film, yeah. which was the boat leaving the waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> you should have just done it straight into the microphone. Oh, I should have done it. So they didn't film the one leaving. And so someone thought, hey, you know what? Let's just reverse oh, it. Oh, fuck. I, I, I've Even no though I... there's a waterfall in the shot, no one's going to notice that it's going backwards. Man. And it's still in the fucking it's, Blu-ray it, edit. It, it made it to fucking... Like, whoever was editing that and saw, and, and, and did that... So, so there's a scene... So they get banked on like a beach. Like a, they get beached. Yeah. All right? And then they get out of it. They rig some ropes and shit. And then you see there's this one shot of the riverboat moving away so it's unbeached itself but what they've done is they've just put that entire scene of them being beached in reverse so the waterfall's going backwards it's going up up it's going up the waterfall yeah and i remember i was catching that on the vhs version as kids yeah and being like there is no fucking way yeah there's no and then every, every, that every, in every release since then the dvd and it, the blu-ray of, they still have of it course in yeah a hundred percent it's still in there yeah, it's the like the version i watched the other night still had it yeah in it. it's crazy it's like who the fuck edited that and thought that they could get away with that? Like, oh, God bless him. With it, somebody trying to pull something over someone else's eyes. But and, as uh, if the executives like from Universal were sitting there watching that and going, wait a minute. It speaks volumes. And they would have just gone, oh, see, Amazon, that shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> Waterfall's yeah, yeah. gone reverse. You never know. You don't know what it's like in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. all these network executives going, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, jungle backwards. Yep, yep, water goes up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the fucking trees shrink. <laughs> oh, and another thing as well, you know when uh, Sarone traps them and they're tied up and shit, and he pours the monkey blood on them because yeah. blood attracts anacondas apparently because they're like sharks, which is a lot of bullshit. No, they they're attracted to heat, aren't they? Uh, they're opportunistic. Like 
anacondas don't prey on monkeys. Monkeys are way too agile. But anacond anaconda will eat a monkey mm. um, if it could catch it. Anaconda's not going to slither after a monkey. Yeah, if there was a monkey like in a wheelchair rolling around, exactly. it'll take it. If it's yeah. having a drink and the anaconda just happened to be there, it'll grab the monkey. Yeah. But we all would. But yeah, <laughs> but that um, blood it was purple. He throws the blood. It's like fucking purple. Yeah, that was weird. that was made from grape jelly powder. Okay. And um, so you you watch. It's like a perp, dark perp, like those uh fucking things that grape shit that we were drinking just before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, those it, red cherry things. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but you know. But that is still one of the coolest scenes in the movie, like when the snake goes across that that dusty floor. Yeah, the CGI is actually really good in that. I really expected good. it to look terrible, and there are scenes that do look terrible. I'm not uh, going to defend the whole thing. What, you know what? The, what's scenes, the scenes with the animatronics actually look a little bit worse. There are a few. Yeah, that snake's head looks fucking hilarious. What they actually did is because uh, anacond green anacondas have very round eyes. They made the eyes on the animatronic anaconda slightly slant to make it look a bit more evil. Like he's got eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. But that anaconda apparently, like the T-Rex, animatronic T-Rex in Jurassic Park, used to do its own shit sometimes. Mm -hmm. That anaconda, there's one scene where it's flipping out by itself and they left it in the movie. Oh, it used to cool. do its own shit. And, and the, uh, it might be the 40-foot an anaconda animatronics actually at one of uh, some museum, university museum in the States. Uh, and they've got like the tail bit removed so you can see every little bit yeah. that was I've involved seen a, I've in that. Seen a, um, they're, they're both together. Yeah. And you can see like the, the, the red design, which was obviously the queen snake or whatever, and the yeah. warrior snake, the greener one. Yeah. And yeah, like they're half stripped. Yeah. And it's just a shit show of Crazy cables. Ho. And it's like, God bless these guys for fucking it's, engineering that stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. where, that's where most of their budget went. That would have cost them millions yeah, and millions of dollars. Yeah, I think something like three million per snake or something. Shit. Like, yeah. And then you add the CGI into that as well. It's like, but I, I tell you what, and that the was cast and the, the music. They would like this guy would have been in high demand to make that music. They for sure, he would have cashed a good check for that. For sure, like Anaconda is one of those movies that like it got a really bad rating on. Rotten Tomatoes and shit like Which that. Which wasn't around back then, but the critics, the critic, they bagged but, the shit out of it, it. But it was a blockbuster success. Exactly, blockbuster success and a cult box office. Hit. Say, box yeah. office, yeah. block, uh, not block hit, fucking cult classic. Absolutely, you know, um, so much so that they uh, do what all cult classics do and fuck up the sequels. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, and and actually, I don't want to get into the sequel because I want to do a whole other podcast on that fucking sequel that they fucked up. They yeah. did four of them. Yeah. What David Hasselhoff's in one of them? Shit. Well, let, let me know because I haven't seen them and I wouldn't like uh, them out. It's, you know what? I don't mind. I actually like it. I like, I, I don't want to, because I actually haven't seen the other sequels because they're just like Sharknado spec, all CGI really bad at that. Um, but the second one, the Blood Orchid, Anaconda's the Blood Orchid, I actually like it despite all the fucking mistakes they made. I actually really like it. It's actually pretty cool. I don't think they used any animatronics in it, but they did an all right job on the CGI in some scenes, but they did the thing where they make it very dark when you see it. Oh, okay. So they can... It's yeah. just a cheap trick. Yeah, yeah. but it, I actually really like it. It's, it, it's not a bad yeah. movie. So knowing that Anaconda's your favorite movie of all time, yeah. I'd still give it a higher rating. God, it's a fun movie, man. It is. It's, it's so just, it's fun. a monster fucking mash. Yeah. And it's know? before monster mashes became Sharknadoes and yeah. fucking bullshit. Before they took they, it they, too they, far. They, yeah. It and was this, like... this is only what, five years after Jurassic Park as well. Yep. Yep. So, and and so uh, I'm not going to compare it to Jurassic Park because that's a masterpiece. But yeah. they did something great. Well, that, that's movie. the thing with Anaconda and like the reason why I love it so much is because it is not so fucking far out there where there's giant... Like, they didn't bring dinosaurs back to life. They didn't, it's an animal that exists, we know exists, still exists, that's, yeah, it's blown out of proportion a little bit, mm. you know, quite a bit, but not unbelievably, you yeah. know. And also, let's face it, if you were a bunch of amateurs that have never really explored the Amazon and you just hire a boat and go down the Amazon, you're in more danger than what this movie actually presents. Oh, for sure. Snakes are the <laughs> least of your troubles yeah. if you're doing that as a fucking naive documentary filmmaker, yeah. right? Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Uh, if it's not Anaconda, there's going to be something else is going to yeah. fuck you up. The people are going to fuck you a up. A fucking like, mosquito will land on you. You're exactly. fucked up, you know? So, yeah. yeah. It's a dangerous place that they made look dangerous, which is fucking... Yeah. Like, the same with Jaws. Like, like I, I, I listened to your last episode of the podcast talking about the sharks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
you go in the water, you're asking for trouble. Exactly. Like, that's fucking... It's a real danger in a real environment. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a blockbuster. It's still a real danger. A hundred... Uh, cool. hundred I mean... Did that homage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, that Anaconda. I don't take it seriously. Like, I seriously like that movie. It's like... like it is my favorite movie, but I'm not like... Uh, that is the best fucking movie. Not because movie. of its realism. No, a hundred percent not. That it, it's because of like the unreal unrealism, and because it's so bad, it's fucking great. Yeah, and that, those know? are the best monster movies. Are like that. Yeah, yeah, where they're not they're not taking themselves too seriously. They know it is that fucking like a fucking dude that is using people as but like. A fucking like the anaconda is not the villain. Fucking John Voight is the yeah, fucking Midnight absolutely. Cowboy is the fucking villain. Yeah, you know? it, that's that's what's so great about it. And yeah, I fucking love talking about it. And I, I hope you guys fucking enjoyed hearing us talking about it. So we're gonna do this uh, movie stuff probably once a month because uh, a lot of my favorite movies are like movies like this, like Deep Blue Sea and even Tarzan, the recent Tarzan. I really like so. We're going to do fucking one of these months. Scott's going to be here as well because Scott's... I'll chime in with some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And it's great just like pinging off each other and stuff like that. So if you haven't seen Anaconda, fucking watch it. It's a masterpiece. And they're going to do a reboot apparently a few years. But I say don't fuck with the Mona Lisa. if if you do watch it, just enjoy it. Yeah. Don't take it too seriously. Just watch it. It's enjoyable from start to finish. It is hilarious. So... Watch Anaconda, and I'll see you. And cheers, Scott, for being on and giving your input. And I'll uh, see you fucking next week on Thorn's Jungle.